Hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Andrew. Hiya. How are you? I'm good. Are you enjoying the last of the summer weather? I I am, yes. You should say welcome to Bod- Bampots. Fuck, I can't even say the name of the podcast. Welcome to Bampots. Andrew yeah. had a steak the other night. I'm incredibly jealous of it. Oh, we can't tell people that because I, prof- I profess that I don't eat red meat. And oh, right. I'm shown as a hypocrite if I, if okay. I, if I just... Well, we'll uh, cut that out. Luckily, you... you... Just, well, that's just for us. Yeah, luckily you get the power of editing so you can actually cut yeah. out what you want, whereas I can't. So. I get the final thing. Yeah. So, um... I let you listen to it. I just then ignore your editorial comments. You do. I like most people, to be fair, uh, in most situations, yeah. <laughs> ignore my editorial comments. <laughs> and they're like, Marco, uh, just no, just stop it. It just doesn't make sense. And they're like, okay. But I'm like, then I'll, but no, but I think you should put it like this. And then they just use the, like, the, oh, you're dyslexic card, so I don't really care. Because um, it's like quite hard. Yeah. Got quite, a, quite a lot going on there. Yeah. We can we can unpack it if you want. But no, that I sounds know. like well, there's quite a lot of pain there, but it's it's hidden pain, so yeah. I'm okay with it. Um, deep, deep down. Uh, oh yeah, lovely and deep. Yeah. Um, I'm currently looking out. Well, I'm paying for my steak at the moment because I've had I had a horrible case of the Monday uh, today. Monday, the Mondays. Anyway, I understand why Monday blues is a thing. Oh, what the I, shits. Um, <laughs> Is that what you mean? No, it's not. What oh, I meant. sorry. This is not what I meant. I um, I made I made chili in my slow cooker last night, and I woke up this morning mm-hmm. to, I and I made I went to make a cup of coffee, and I've got like an AeroPress thing that I use inverted, and I picked it up, and coffee grounds just went absolutely everywhere, all over the kitchen because oh, it somehow it just came good. apart in my hands. Uh, so coffee grounds just went all over the place. So that was me pre-coffee greeted with a horrible mess and i was like okay fine whatever and then i made a coffee and i got showered and i went to i got dressed and foolishly and naively was in like a nice white shirt and a tie and portioned up my chili mm. which very shortly led me to have a red polka dot colored shirt so i'm currently not wearing uh, a white shirt i'm wearing a blue shirt okay. uh, and then I, my chili burst open in my bag Oh no! No one likes a chili in their bag. <laughs> I only noticed it. I only noticed it because I could smell it. Ugh. And I was like, "It's really weird." Like, I, like it's not that. It's like it smelled great because it smelled like good chili that I'd made overnight. But yeah. I was like, "It's weird. It's weird that I can smell it. It's very, very pungent and very strong." And I went, stopped, and checked my bag, and lo and behold, there was chili all over my bag. Um, so yeah, that's not good. That's if anyone good. wants a chili-scented Vans backpack, Ooh. then. I might be, I might be, the, I might be the man for you. You know, the only way that you're going to be able to sell that on eBay is if you take a pic- a picture of it with you naked, <laughs> <laughs> and then ask people what color the bag is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's the only way it's going to happen. So, it, when you okay. said that you weren't wearing a white shirt just then, I thought you were going to say you'd done your usual and like you were naked while we were recording or something. You know, like you, you're always I'm... getting changed, or you're always like in like underwear or something like so. That. I'm in a shirt and tie right now. Put it. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. Also, I didn't wear my. I didn't wear a hoodie today, and I got called smart about six times. Like, oh, you're very smart today. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I've just taken my jumper off. It's it's literally just right over, right, right behind me. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Right. So an eventful day then. An eventful day. Oh, it was just the pits. Well, so I'm hungry because that's all I've eaten today. Was the remainder of my chili. Yeah. Well, moving on from that. Sorry, that was. Uh, did you know 
Speaking of chili, the Red Hot Chili Peppers did a cover. No, I don't know. I can't build that in. <laughs> I don't know what cover. Come on, come on. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what cover the Red Hot Chili Peppers did. Did they do a cover? They must have done at least one cover. Well, what about you? Could say the famous Scottish cover band, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Oh yes. Oh, they're good. They're good. A fond kiss. Brum 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 brum. That's the. That's a drum roll. Remember that guy we used to be in uh, when we used to go to a therapeutic Monday night tenants? Yes. And the dude in that bar in Glasgow had, used to like come and do covers and play. Oh, in, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like just yeah, do like an open mic night type yep. thing. Except it was just him playing. It wasn't open mic night at all. <laughs> yeah. Specifically his slot with his guitar. <laughs> and he always finished every night with um, Can't Stop. Oh, by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, although it's not one of my favorite songs. But yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's not. I wasn't asking your 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 uh, your love of the song. I was more talking about how <laughs> that was the song. That you yeah, but I, because I don't like it, I'll, I don't particularly remember it. So <laughs> I'll take your like, word yeah, for it. Remember twenty times. Yeah. <laughs> remember that song he plays? No, I don't like that. Song. <laughs> I'll take your <laughs> I'll take your word that he uh, that he he played it. Yeah. Okay. Artist covered by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm on setlist.fm. Stevie Wonder. Okay. Uh, what's Stevie Wonder song? Stevie did they cover? Wonder. Uh, they cover the Stooges. Higher Ground is a Stevie Wonder cover. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Is that right? Mm, I don't know. I'm not not completely queued up clued up on my Stevie Wonder songs. Um, and you hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers, so. Obviously, yeah. I'm just at the moment, at, like loads of people are just turning off. So, um, well, are they that popular? No, oh, no, they are. They're a massive band, but like, are they that good? Who Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, mm, I, I think from like I've got lots of friends that like them, but I feel like they're an acquired taste. I don't so, think they're like a I mean, mainstream. Maybe they are. I quite mainstream. like them. So they are. They are very, very mainstream. I would say. Like they started off as like a funk band, but then they came. To like, yeah, like okay, they are very, they are very, very big band. Like they tour stadiums and no, I know festivals. they're huge. I know they're huge. I just, I just like, I kind of, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah no, fair enough, yeah, okay, yeah. But oh, my one minute review of their entire career, these massively famous award winning musicians uh, are hmm? way more talented than I am, is that I don't feel that they have progressed musically at all in their career. Hmm. Like I think if you took a couple of songs. Like I think their greatest hits album, so uh, sounds like it could sound like a like a release. So you know, how, like an album is meant to be like a picture of what the band is at one point in time. Yeah. So like, if you look at Green Day's discography, mm-hmm. Dookie sounds a lot different from American Idiot. Yeah. And like, if you look at Pink Floyd, like they're fr- like Dark Side of the Moon sounds a lot different from Animals. So like they they're very different. Like sounds yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. different from the wall. Like they're a picture of what the band was at that point in time. And if you listen to like a great hits of them all, this you can hear a progression of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that the Red Hot Chili Peppers sound the same from <laughs> Californication or from Blood Sugar Magic all the way through to Stadium Arcadium and I'm with you. I just think they have not progressed as a band would you, sonically. Would you say that Blink 182 is the same? So I would not say that Blink 182 <laughs> are the same at all, right? 
Is that a bias creeping in? <laughs> so it is bias creeping in. But I think that if you were to listen to a song from Cheshire Cat and listen to the greatest hits album, so I think that Blink-22 finished uh, the Untitled album or Neighbourhoods because like, otherwise Tom's not in it and it doesn't count. Um, and I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about the music they've released since then. Um, few positive feelings, but anyway, uh, I think that if you listen to a song from Untitled, their Untitled record, like feeling this uh, Asthenia, uh, Stockholm syndrome, mm-hmm. and then put that against like What's My Age Again or Enthused or songs from like their like Do Dry and Shannon of the States or like, like I think there is a like a sonical shift and a confidence in where the band are that's wildly different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we can talk about it on a different on a different podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I could sit with a guitar and play a bunch of riffs from like there's some of the songs on that album. Like I, I know that you don't like them because I don't. They're not musically very creative, and there's like a song like the song called "Down." It's just like the like a root B chord and some notes on top of it the whole way through the song. And they've got three or three or four songs on that record. That are, like so violence i miss you and down are essentially all just the same progression and two of the songs go back to back they're the same progression on like an a scale mm-hmm. that so i think there's like a weird confidence in their music that doesn't exist in the earlier songs okay anyway well, fair enough fair enough not that i'm easily triggered yes clearly yes <laughs> clearly not easily triggered by blink so i have a lot of feelings about the red hot chili peppers and a lot of feelings about blink 22 yeah uh, clearly clearly well, should we should we move on to this week's this week's uh, episode? Yeah, we said we weren't going to fill thirty minutes, and we could just you could just probe me about I could my feelings about pop rock for the next. I love I love probing you with all sorts of things. I... <laughs> <laughs> we should just do a sexual innuendo podcast episode one day where we just see how many how many sexual innuendos we can make. Um, you like carry a thirty minute conversation that's nothing but innuendo. That'd be oh, awesome. absolutely! I think that would be easy if we get Ral involved. We could go for the whole week. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so this week we thought we'd talk about covers, cover songs. Although this was kind of your idea, so maybe you'd be better to explain it, like why why you why you wanted to do this. Um, I don't actually know why I wanted <laughs> to do this, but. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what it was? So there's a not to continue talking about Blink One Eight Two, but there's a Blink One Eight Two podcast that I listen to. Oh fucking hell! Of course there is. <laughs> right, it's not important. <laughs> Raul at this moment is now just like rolling back in the face. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. he's actually like at booking an eye appointment because he's hurt himself from rolling his eyes so much. <laughs> at me. Um, it's fine. Oh dear. Yeah, ophthalmologist. It doesn't matter, right? So anyway, I was listening to this podcast, and there's a section they do at the end called covers, and they just sort of go go through the deep dives of YouTube and watch like teen boys earnestly cover songs, uh, and it's really embarrassing, and it reminds me of myself like this weekend, which is all I do <laughs> all the time. Um, I literally two minutes ago just, like suggested that I sit and play guitar on this podcast, which is probably a terrible idea, but anyway. So it made me think about what makes a good cover song, what are your favourite cover songs, what makes a terrible cover song, and mm-hmm. I thought that it might be fun a fun discussion. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we could just like list the Red Hot Chili Pipers, but their best hits. Did you know that Pinball Wizard by Alan John reached a higher position in the charts than the original by The Who? Only oh, really? in only in Ireland, though. <laughs> no, <nowhere laughs> that really counts. Oh, no, Ireland's a real place. That definitely counts. Well, well, I was looking at it before, and I was like, right, I wonder if actually, if actually, 
Because there's what the one he did of um, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds definitely won't have like I don't think made it higher than the Beatles, but um, but yeah, it was it was number seven in the UK, but the original by the Who was was uh, was number four in the UK, but in Ireland it was it was thirteenth compared with the Who's um, measly fourteenth position. So so he did he did quite well with that one, but I quite like that song. It's quite a good one, and he does it really well live. Like he he just kind of. It's just a very Elton Johnny song. I mean, the Who are just really good as well. But um... he covered it for the movie Tommy. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. No, he didn't. Sorry, they kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like that song though. It's a good song, and the the one the Lucy in the Sky one that Elton John does by uh, a cover of the Beatles one is probably one of my favorite covers. I think just because it kind of again he just puts a lot of like like the Beatles one is obviously. It's the Beatles one. It's it's like one of the original songs, but it just kind of I think Ellen John puts a slightly different slant to it, and it sounds a bit more. Um, what's that word when it's a bit spacey, um, a bit trippy? Uh, you know what I mean? Like when it's a bit more. Ooh, <laughs> I can't remember. What I'm tr- I don't know what I'm trying to say. I was gonna like save you by saying I could put a clip in, but like I just don't. I just put a clip in. Put a clip in. Start now. You're gonna have to send me a clip. Well, insert whatever the clip that was that you remember to send me. Yes. Yeah. 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 Make a note because you'll forget. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I will. What was the other ones that were really good? Um. Oh yeah, Red Red Wine by. Do you know the song Red Red Wine? The um. I want to say um. Uh, they sort of, it's sort of Jamaican, Jamaican. Yeah, kind of reggae. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So Neil Diamond yeah, did reggae. the original one, but I don't think it was. Um, I don't think it was. It didn't get particularly high in the charts. Um, I don't think it did very well. And then UB40, um, who were like a reggae band from, I think they were from Birmingham or something like that. Um, like of all places. Um, not there's anything wrong with Birmingham. Uh, they covered it. <laughs> there's a lot wrong. With well, there is. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. They covered it and put a like a kind of reggae slant to it, and I think it got to like number one. Uh, was it number one? Yeah, it did. It got to number one in the UK and the US and Ireland. So you know, this, it, it just shows you that if you take a song that's already out there and add your own wee slant to it, it could be a number one without really having to do much. So let me listen to let me listen to this UB40 version. Yeah, right. Let's put a clip in. On on Wikipedia, <laughs> I'm just reading about it, and it said UB's for, uh, UB40's version features a lighter reggae style flavor, and all I can think of is sauce. <laughs> I could just the like, reggae, reggae yeah, I could. Oh, I'm just I'm just tasting like Nando's in my Nando's isn't even Jamaican, but anyway. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting that bands can like take Neil Diamond did that song. Yeah, well, originally, yeah, but it was shit. That's bizarre. It got to sixty-two in the US. Like, that's not even that great. Like, it didn't even it get. Seems like you're just reading out Wikipedia to us right now. Well, I was, but it didn't get anywhere in Ireland. Like, come on, you know, you got to make it in Ireland. But it's funny, like, or it's interesting how how bands can take a song like that and make it really good. Um, I remember a band I was in in high school where someone said that like people make it in japan like by accident like they don't mean <laughs> to go big in japan but they just end up making it in japan and like oh no we've got to tour japan now <laughs> yeah and i was like <laughs> yeah this person 10 years later yeah has not sold a single record in japan yet yeah and um 
and oh, what a terrible travesty that you'd have to like go to this incredible country <laughs> to and play music live all the time. Yeah. But, um, well, according to stop according to Neil Diamond, he it's one of his favorite cover songs. Um. So, and he he performs it live, which is quite interesting, given that it's. Did like, he perform the rendition of his song? Yeah, the the UB40 one. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses the UB40 reggae reggae style reggae light flavored sauce. So, um, do you? So on the on principle then, do you do you think that a cover like so covers can be better than the originals? Mm-hmm. But like, so what's your sort of take on cover songs and when people try and so like we were talking earlier about Panic at the Disco because Panic at the Disco cover uh, Bohemian Rhapsody a lot. They did yeah. it for the Suicide Squad Suicide Squad soundtrack, and you're not a massive fan of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what what's your general take on covers as a thing? Like when you're precious about music like well so like what's your general thought so general general generally like covers i have no problem with like i don't think i think doing covers is good and actually in lots of cases it makes the song stand out uh or it revives a song so the cindy loper one's a good example um what was it called again girls just want to have fun yeah you know but but there are cases like i feel like the bohemian rhapsody one is just I mean, I have a personal liking to that song, but also I just feel like it's so iconic of Freddie Mercury that like no one can really do it and make it make it any better or do anything different to it. Like as in, like as in, the original is almost just so perfect that it's like you can't really, you know. Whereas UB40, the Red Red Wine. You know, okay, it didn't really succeed as a Neil Diamond. It did better as like um, uh, as UB40. Even other ones like uh, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. So Jonas Blue did a cover of that, and so did Sam Smith. They did covers of of Fast Car, and they're not terrible covers. Um, they're okay. They're different styles, um, but 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 again, they're not like like the song itself is just is so good. You know that you don't really need to need to do much to it but but there isn't as much of a kind of an attachment to a, an individual person i don't think with that song so i don't think people i mean people know the song fast car um and particularly it's probably recently become much more popular with jonas blue who's kind of made it a bit of a dance track but um you know i i, I don't i don't think it's so iconic that you know people are like oh my god you know like you would you would hear it and you'd be like oh that's tracy chapman Whereas you hear Freddie's voice and you're like Freddie Mercury's voice and it's just it's just him. It's like it's so hard to replicate it. And like I remember yeah. being in bands and like discussing like what cover should we do. And Queen always came up as ones we wanted to do, but we were always like we, we just can't like how do we how do you do it? Like it's so difficult to do his voice. And even though you wouldn't try and imitate his voice, you would obviously do your own style with it. But it's just. It's like they're all perfect. You can't, you know. I, but I think that's what. So I think that's what they've tried to do. Like they do. Like he. The problem is, he, like he, normally when they do it live, like um, uh, Brandon Urie just sets up a piano, and plays it, and it is hard for something that a song like that. It, it sounds like somebody trying to be like it's very very easy. Like for, so for the music that I listen to a lot cover bands and like the the covers that I talk about that they feature on that podcast all the time mm-hmm. it sounds a lot like people pretending to be the other person 
Whereas, like, the reason that, like, the UB40 cover of Red Red Wine is successful is not the reason, but a reason is that it stands out on its own and it has some identity. Yeah, yeah, And they did something interesting with it. Whereas I think that a song like Bohemian Rhapsody is hard to do that with because it's so grandiose as it is. Like, it's hard. Like, there's there's not really anywhere for for it to go. Like, you could probably break it down and do, like, I don't know if you've ever heard... um, do you know the song "Cancer" by My Chemical Romance? Uh, I, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, not very well, but I do know the song. Yeah. So Twenty One Pilots did a cover of that song, and it's like a really, really distilled, broken down. And it's already quite a slow, somber song, and it's quite, it's very like heart wrenching. And then Twenty One Pilots did like a almost like an electronica beat with like a, a like just those vocals over the top of it, and mm-hmm. it was like. It like it does something interesting with it, right? With a song that's very, very like raw to begin with. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what you have to do. And I think that the songs that I think of as like pretty successful in my view of covers are ones that like really take a like they do something different. Or they elevate it in some kind of way, or they take a different twist on it in some different way. But yeah. I think the beat. I agree with you. That I think Beaming Rhapsody" is almost untouchable. I I know I I agree. I don't know if you agree or not. No, no, I do, and I think there's some songs of bands that you could have just don't. Like I think I think tribute bands are slightly come under a slightly different category because the whole point is that you are playing for that like that band. So um, like there's loads of Queen tribute bands um, and like Pink Floyd. Like we went to see Australian Pink Floyd. Some would say Queen with um, Adam Lambert or cover our tribute. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's he's pretty. Uh, not my favorite. Um, I'm uh, but that's Paul Rogers. You're quite really close to it, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, but 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 I, when they played with Paul Rogers, that I really liked Paul Rogers. I thought he was really okay. good. But again, I mean, you take it with like a pinch of salt in the sense that you can't. You know, they they never looked to replace Freddie. Obviously, they just wanted to get back out and play the music. And and Paul Rogers was close enough to their genre and their era of music that it worked. Whereas Adam Lambert was a bit like like I remember when they announced it, it was like what Adam Lambert? Why? It's um, like an American Idol winner playing with a eighties glam rock band. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's cool because like they did try and do something a little bit different, and yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm. And like they deserve to be able to earn a living because they have all these iconic songs. Yeah, and people yeah. Hear them. Yeah, but, but I mean, um, like, there's ones of the songs of bands like like Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's just like that is that band that that is the song of that band that everyone knows, and like not, yeah. I don't think many bands have that kind of prestige or that kind of. of that level of prestige of a song, um, you know, like maybe Elton John has it with your song, probably does actually. Um, um, you know, there's a, maybe a handful of others that have just a, one song, which is just, I mean, they have loads of hits, but they have one song, which is like that, that is like, that can only be done by that person to make it that perfect. Like another one of my favorite covers is um, Just The Way You Are, originally by Billy Joel. Um, and Billy Joel's version is really good. Like I really like it. Um, but the Barry White one, I actually, I probably prefer it. Um, just because Barry White's voice just suits the song so well. Because um, he's just like this, like big, like just this voice he does is this big cuddly, like I'm going to give you so much love, and it's like <laughs> it just it just works so well. <laughs> um, I, like and kind of going back to what I was saying, that that song, just the way you are. I wouldn't say is Billy Joel's iconic song, so you can kind of get away with it. Like, you, you, if you think Billy Joel, you probably think like Piano Man or like My Life or something like that. Um, probably Piano Man. 
So like you, you know, there's one ones where it's like that where you kind of get away with it. So but I don't know. Well, what, what cover songs do you like? What are your favourites? I I'm not. I'm kind of struggling. I'm currently just googling Billy Joel to see if he does a song that I think he does. Um, it's not Uptown Girl, is it? I mean, I like the Billy Joel yeah, one. But yes, oh, this is what we were talking about earlier. Westlife. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a song that was that more. Would you think that was more popular? The Westlife one. Yeah. Um, I think it might be. You'd have to check the um, the. Well, let's... If only we could find. If only we had a source to find out. I, <laughs> I, mean, I think that Uptown, Westlife's version of Uptown Girl is probably more iconic in my mind because, like, my sister loved uh, Westlife and so did my aunt. Therefore, it was just part of my upbringing. Yeah. Um, the same way that all boys own songs were, and the reason that I resent Ronan Keating as a person. Um, yeah, I think it. But did, anyway, it did. Uh, I just got the charts up here. I think it did roughly the same. So. The Billy Joel one got number one um, in the UK. Ireland again. Good old Ireland. Uh, New Zealand. Uh, the Westlife one got number one in... Sold almost a million records in the UK. Hold on. Westlife one got number one in the official Scots Scottish Charts Company. Yes. Is that a thing? Primarily my sister and my aunt. Created just to monitor their... Uh their music consumption. Flipping hell. Who knew that was a thing? What's the number one in there normally? You know you're from Scotland, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to put on a Scottish accent. The flying Scotsman choo choo Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just like um the proclaimers at all times. <laughs> the proclaimers, the proclaimers and, and, and Biffy Clyro. Yeah, and A phone kiss. A phone Biffy Clyro must have covered a bunch of songs though. Yeah. Um hey, so um, we got distracted. Yeah, so um, you like you like um, Uptown Girl. I like Uptown Girl by <laughs> no. So I think the most iconic um, cover song that I listen to more often than not, or not more often than not, but the one that I will probably listen to the most would probably be the Man Who Sold the World. All right, okay. That uh, the Nirvana song that they did live at when they did the MTV. MTV Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's a David Bowie song. I think that is more synonymous with them. Or sorry, with it's probably more synonymous with uh, Kurt Cobain. And with Nirvana than it is with David Bowie. But I don't know because I'm not huge. I don't listen to a huge amount of David Bowie songs. But I like Heroes is probably more him than that song is. Yeah. I think that it's just it's a song that lends itself to Kurt Cobain's vocals. Like the same with the ones that you were mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just find like that electric guitar ripping through the otherwise like Dave Grohl's like tiny, tiny, soft drums. Like I remember yeah. watching like them. They were talking about that afterwards, and Kirk Cobain kept telling them like, "Play just a little softer, just a little <laughs> softer." And he's like, do you, "Do you want me just to not be here?" <laughs> he's like, "No, no, no. We need you to play a little softer." Should I use brushes? Um, <laughs> fuck, he doesn't use brushes. Does he use brushes? He may, no. He just he's got control of his instrument. Yes. That's what he's got. Oh, I like a man with the control of his instrument. Um, <laughs> uh, and so another one, uh, you know, Big Yellow Taxi that Counting Crows did. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a Johnny Mitchell song. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. Right. Okay. And I think it's one of I love I love their cover of it. Like. It, I, think it's just, I, think it's, I think it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, so other two favorites would be like um, the two that Marilyn Manson did that we talked about before, that like "Sweet Dreams" and "Tainted Love," oh, right, which okay. I thought, um, which I think are pretty good. Yeah. And "Knocking on Heaven's Door," Guns and Roses. Oh song. yeah. Yeah, because it was Bob Dylan. It's a Bob did Dylan that. song. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. The Guns and Roses one is actually really good because Axl Rose is just his voice is just. It's, again, it's just like it's so powerful in that song; it works really yeah, well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's and it's they're very very different because like Bob Dylan's got like a scratchy kind of tone, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Axl Rose is like, I'm just gonna rip the song apart yeah. for the next uh, few minutes if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like in um, uh, sorry to keep going back to Queen, but the um the, in the Freddie Mercury tribute concert just after he died, th- they did Bohemian Rhapsody, and uh, it was. So the How the band was the, I know right. Well, the band was playing, so it was still Roger Taylor on drums, <laughs> Brian May, and uh, and John Deacon on bass. So the, the, like just without Freddie, obviously. Um, and Elton John did the first part, so the vocals up to the I see a little silhouette of a man, and then after it, Axl Rose came on and did the um, the whole the the rock bit at the end. And it actually well they they did it together, Elton John and, and Axl Rose did it together. But it actually worked really well. Like I mean, okay. You know, you could have you look at it and you think, okay, if these guys can't do it, then then you know, I don't think really anyone or these guys can't do it, you know, because it's not Freddy. But the point is, is that they they do a really good, good kind of rendition of it because they are it's different styles. So Ellen John's got quite, you know, he's got a reasonably rocky voice. I think it's mellowed like in his old age. But um, like if you listen to him, like in kind of like the eighties and and like the early nineties, he's got a he, he's got quite a powerful rough voice. There's a couple of songs that I found covers that I didn't realize were covers. So, Hound Dog by Elvis Presley is a cover. All right. Which is like, yeah, because it was so it was originally written by someone called Big Mama Thornton. <laughs> what? I mean, sounds like a sounds like a fifties like singer, right? <laughs> Big Mama Thornton, Willie Willie May, Big Mama Thornton. Who who knew that was a person? But yeah, so she she or he or it or whoever. I think it's a she. Um, Big Mama. Um, wrote it and Elvis Presley took it but he obviously like he took the song so if you listen to the song it's much more kind of soulsy bluesy style of the original one and then yeah. Elvis just takes it and just like throws it into like a rock and roll kind of song which is you know was just so iconic of him and um, um, what was the other one that I didn't know um, nothing compares to you nothing compares Nothing compares. Uh, I can't remember what the other one was. Ben, you need we... to do the two you bit. You can't. You can't start that. No, oh, sorry. No. Nothing compares to. Oh, that was anticlimactic. I'm not happy with that at all. Right. Should we wrap up? What do you think? So, what? What was the point of this conversation? <laughs> Which conversation? What conversation? <laughs> I don't really... Be present. Be present in what's happening right now. Right now, okay. Uh... And that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves when you're having a conversation with someone. They're like, "Oh, what do you mean?" They're like, "Oh, this, these sentences that are coming out right now." <laughs> it's probably the biggest way to get me to be a bit more a bit grumpy. Um, well, we don't want that. You're enough grumpy as it is. 
<laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> so I love cover music. I think it's uh, as a fan of music. I think it's interesting to listen to other people's interpretations of music, even if it's divisive. Like, yeah. I think it's fair that it's divisive. Like Jedward covered all the small things, and it's pretty atrocious. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, oh, uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and like the X Factor is essentially just like a a chorus of really bad cover songs until yeah. someone comes up with a Christmas cover single. <sighs> and, like, what was it? Uh, one of them did The Climb by Miley Cyrus one oh, year. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, fuck. So, and, and do you know what, right? It's fine. <laughs> but I don't know if it is, but okay, for sake of, for time, we'll say okay. What did, what's her name? Um, Alexandra Burke did Hallelujah. Mm. Leona Lewis did Run by Snow Patrol. I know her, she was pretty good, actually. She was. Her voice is pretty Well, Hallelujah pretty was also incredible. okay, actually. Like, there was, there's ones yeah, was, where they're yeah. okay. You know, like the Hallelujah, like the climb was just, was that Joe McEldry? That was like, yeah. just like flipping heck. Like, you just, you listen to it and you're like, how? I bought six copies of that and gave it to people at university. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh not about, we won't go into why. It's not important right now. <laughs> For the record, um, for the record, no pun. I still, I still have a couple. Like I was empty, helped my mom empty her house, and I found my old CD collection, and I found a couple of copies of that. God, he also, but he, and he sang with George Michael. He did, and yeah. I don't. I don't want to admit so much how, how much I remember of watching the X Factor, but Jess and I, so my friend Jess, who I went to university with. Her and I used to sit on a Saturday night and order pizza, drink three bottles of wine, and watch X Factor. I should have been part of your flat. I think that would have been that would have been fun. But like, I mean, you're too busy looking like Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys. Um, I was, yes, I was another cover. Anyway, um, but, but yeah, we. I think that I think cover music is great. I think a lot of it is atrocious. But um, other, without it, we wouldn't have songs like like Mad World from yeah yeah, uh, yeah. from Donny Darko. Yeah. It's like an iconic song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have songs like that or. We wouldn't have Jedward, and yeah. what would the world be like without that? Well, apart from Jedward, I agree with you, and yeah, <laughs> I think covers are are cool, and I think they they also give a song a second chance sometimes when it's like you know someone's released it, and and why not? Like that's the whole point of it is there's no point in just like having songs dead when you can make them really good. Um, and I think it can show more creativity having an interpretation of a of someone else's song than like some of the pop crap that comes out these days that are like that it's like someone's manufactured a chorus and a verse and strung it together with some drum beat and they pump it through a pop music factory um i think that some musicians interpretations of other people's other artists music can be more creative than that sort of stuff that comes out of like mainstream music today yeah no, no i completely agree Anyway, do you have anything else to add? No, 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 no. I think that's that's pretty much it covered. Um, so, but let us know what your favourite covers are, uh, and whether you've got any arguments with what we said. If anyone wants to listen to a bunch of them, Newfound Glory, a pop punk band from like two thousands, you did like five albums uh, in a series called From Screen to Your Stereo, where they just did like movie soundtrack songs and covered them like they did Kiss Me, um, which was really good. They did. The Titanic song, which was hilariously terrible, and I'll kiss you, no kiss me, I can't remember. And then they did uh, and stuff like that. So oh, they did the one from Armageddon as well, which is also equally terrible. But if you want to laugh, that's a good one. You know, the more that you 
say the more the more of these that you say, the more notes that we have to do. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just bought yourself an extra ten minutes worth there. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, no, I'll no. help you. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, tweet to us uh, at Bampot's Podcast. Uh, Go on www.bampotspodcast.com. Can't say www.bampots. Just don't say it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, tweet to us. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on everything. Um, we're on Tinder. And live live on, on the podcast, just 11 minutes ago, we got an email. Um, if we can do the new letter segment. This one. This this letter is from a listener called No Reply Monkey Digital at Gmail dot com, and they are telling us that bounce rate, <laughs> network traffic to boost rank and exposure. You can choose the country you want your traffic to come from. <laughs> Supercharge your SEO and boost your Alexa ranking. With one million unique visitors and traffic sent with one month. Available only here. Read more of this great offer from Mike at Monkey Digital. So there we go. That's some great great feedback from from the audience. I love it. Lisa's granted me access to our photos as well. Anyway, let's get out of my spam folder for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, let us know what you've got to say and let us know your views on covers and we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>